tuning into the Prop Deck Revolution with Johan and Simon. Through this podcast series, we will seek to better inform our listeners about the latest and greatest as it relates to IoT in the built environment. If there's a subject you would appreciate us touching upon, please don't hesitate to reach out and we will do our very best to give you our two cents. On today's episode, we will be discussing big data and the conclusions that can be drawn from it as it relates to the prop deck industry. Johan, this is a very exciting subject for both of us. I know we've been dying to talk about this. And so I'd like to start by kicking off some, some real questions that I know we both have and, and we both try and answer all the time. And I'm sure that some of our listeners also think about when they think of, of big data and IoT in, in the prop tech industry. One of the things that, that you and I have talked about for some time now is what happens once you deploy thousands of sensors in the field and the unexpected outcomes that those sensors can can then give you. And uh, maybe you can share some, some of your experiences in the field and, and what you've seen out there. Sure. Thanks, Simon. So, I mean, from the... Obviously, we have to understand what the word big data means, and to many people it means many things, but the word big data effectively means that there's a vast amount of data gathered through um, various sources, and you can start deriving analytics and insights into the sort of environment as to what you're trying to sense, and sometimes it's unrelated. I mean, the classic story of that is a project we did a while ago where for security reasons, we tried to deploy a IoT sensor with a microphone um, next to beehives. And the idea was was to actually uh, detect that people were talking next to the beehives and therefore you can detect when somebody is possibly tampering with the beehives. But instead, we picked up a strange uh, noise and started investigating as to what this noise could be. And it turned out that you can actually use sound to analyze as to the condition of the bees in the beehive, whether they're angry, whether they're productive, obviously when they did, and that sort of things. And it just led to a completely unrelated data analysis of what sound beehives make completely separate to the original application. And that's the sort of insights that you can gain from deploying a lot of sensors and not necessarily related sensors. It can be weather sensors deployed in a grid pattern across um, a large province and when a cold front move, moves in you no longer have to uh, rely on satellite imaging and radar to determine how fast the cold front is moving but all of a sudden you can start working out what the actual speed of a cold front is moving across those sensors yet every single sensor was deployed as an individual instance to get environmental sensing in that area but holistically starting to look at the data as a whole you start getting broader insights and can make broader decisions on informed data. It's it's amazing to me that, um, and this, this is a cliche saying, but we just don't know what we don't know. And IoT and sensors and, you know, big data kind of just brings that to light and, and shows us just how much we can gain uh, when aggregating such larger data uh, pools of data, another topic of conversation that we've we've been uh, touching on a lot lately is those who have access to this data uh, will eventually be able to build and own logic around some of these outcomes, and those outcomes can be quite valuable to, to building owners, 
to building automation system companies, to mechanical companies, to all sorts of, of individuals and companies and, and entities around the world. And so maybe, Johan, you can share with us on the, on the building side of things in, in the prop tech, maybe something on temperature, seasonality, mm. something, something of that sort. Sure. And I mean, it's, it's particularly interesting. Some of the stuff that we've seen so far in the, in the field was, like we just discussed in regards to big data and, and separate temperature sensors. Now, we all know what Nest did with their little thermostat device for, for air conditioners and things for individual um, homes. And one application there that you might think of is, is HVAC systems in large uh, multi-story buildings. If you have a temperature sensor in, deployed in every single unit, you gain the, the valuable data of what the temperature is and things like humidity inside that unit. But holistically, if a landlord or a property um, agency looks at all these temperature sensors together, they can start gaining insights into direct energy savings measures as it relates to the HVAC system. So, for instance, if you detect what the average temperature is across the entire building and you can start seeing the seasonal changes happen, you can slowly start changing your temperatures dynamically to save on the energy bill. I mean... Historically, people would generally set the, the thermostats for, for winter, and that's where it would stay. And for summer, and that's where it would stay. But we all know that temperature goes up and down daily. So why can't you adjust your thermostat dynamically daily? And across the entire building, you can start seeing how this could save money looking at a holistic solution. The indirect impacts of this sort of system being deployed is... If you think of how everybody's pushing towards a greener environment and insulated homes and net zero carbon footprint with less and less energy required to heat and cool our homes, you can start seeing if the temperature outside is X and the temperature inside is Y, you switch off the HVAC, how long it takes for the temperature from the outside to start influencing the temperature on the inside and that gives you a direct ratio as to how good the insulation or flow is in the building. And then you can typically draw conclusions with regards to older buildings and newer buildings, how well the insulation has, has or the technology in that sense has advanced. So it really is valuable for landlords and for property owners to start getting holistic data from disparate little granular sensors in the field rather than just looking at a sensor for private use. Yeah, I think that's a really good Good use case, good analogy, especially in, in this, uh, you know, energy and sustainability is a topic that is widely known and, and has been talked about for some time and is gaining a lot of momentum lately. And so I, I think that's a very, very good perspective analysis of what can be done with some of these sensing options. On, on my side of things, one that I, I found particularly interesting is is presence detection in shopping centers. You know, the, these days a lot of a lot of property owners are installing presence detection in, in, at the entrance of of shopping centers at each each entrance to determine how many people coming are coming in and going out of this building, and to determine you know the flows of occupants if you want within their property. And you know, I I for one see that. The eventual outcome of this big data that will be gathered from, from such sensing capabilities will be that the rent factor, for example, 
for the tenant that is renting, say, during the Christmas holidays or for Easter and what have you, in specific entrances, for example, let's say let's say it's the middle of winter, it's Christmas time, we're in a cold climate area, and uh, one entrance is near a underground parking where it's warm and cozy, and the other entrance is uh, near an external parking where you know it's it's cold and chilly. The likelihood that shoppers will come through the entrance that is is warm and underground are far likely to impact the amount of people coming in from that entrance. Thus, this should change the rent factor of that entrance and leveraging big data and presence detection will help landlords then make decisions but also show value for their tenants as to why they're paying X multiple for this rent rather than you know Y for rent near a, an exterior door. So I think there's a lot of, of good, interesting insights to be, to be made from big data. Johan, maybe you can share maybe a, a couple more uh, examples for us of, of this, because I know this is uh, my, 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 uh, my mind continues to wander as to what kind of insight we can gain from IoT and big data and how we can further help this world and, and progress uh, as a society. Sure, and I mean, I think I think you touched on it there, and it's it's really in a holistic sense. It's giving people the ability to act on measured averages instead of industry standards. I mean, we all know that, for instance, the the um, insurance um, industry has based their pricing and everything on on standards of average age, sex, history of driving, and that sort of things, where. If you deploy these sort of sensors, you could actually start individually working out pricing plans and tailoring solutions. And the similar for building owners and landlords. I mean, if you can get ins or informed decisions and data to to make your decisions on better, then ultimately you're going to be better off in your environment. I mean, there's simply things that we just don't know. Another example as to what this makes sense in is. I mean, a simple thing like a humidity sensor in a tenant's um, home, for instance, you, you might deploy a humidity sensor and a temperature sensor in the basement. And the idea behind the temperature sensor is literally to just see if the environment is sustainable for human occupancy. But as a sub-advantage is you can detect the unique circumstances where mold might start producing and you can proactively then say hey we need ventilation here or something has to happen because there's a higher possibility for mold with the temperature and humidity indirectly to that what you can start doing is is if there is a high humidity you can directly start controlling as to the temperature inside the home because as we all know on a higher humidity we tend to feel hotter so we tend to crank up the ac more where the humidity is more controlled you tend to not rely that much on on the ac and therefore you start saving power and again doing this across the entire building you tend to see how this can can lead up to a lot of savings thank you that's um very insightful i mean who knew that just by changing the humidity level in uh in your property you could impact again the energy requirements thus 
your gas bill, your airflow, or you know, again, just gas and, and electricity bill, um, and therefore your net operating income. I mean, those are, are all very valuable yet unthought of reasons why you know companies like ours are, are working towards implementing and sharing the value of IoT solutions in in the world but but just in, in specific to this podcast and, and to our listeners in the prop tech industry. I know Johan just just as of late you mentioned a new new event that occurred as a result of POC or or a, a client that you 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 did some business with and and I would love for you to share that to our listeners cuz I thought this one was quite clever. Sure. So I mean we we play in a lot of fields and one of the industries that we regularly touch on is the retail sector and one of the big box stores that we recently engaged with we tried to help them with a cart management solution and the idea behind or the goal behind the project was simply to try and mitigate lost carts and by way of, of detecting when a cart was um, taken out of the, the corral and brought back to the corral, we could determine whether the, the cart went missing through various technologies, but indirectly... So what... just just, mm. you know, just before, um, folks, for, for you listeners, the, the problem here, the opportunity that needed to be solved is that shopping carts go missing, they get used, and then individuals take them, bring them home with them, because they don't want to carry the bags or, you know, someone decides to play around with it, goof around. And the next thing you know, the cart ends up a few streets over and that big chain store loses that cart and they continuously need to replace them. And that costs a ton of money. And so that was the, the, mm. the problem worth solving here. Uh, and Johan's going to share with us kind of what, <laughs> what came out of this. Right? Sure. So, I mean, the, obviously the, the direct outcome of the sort of project was that we were actually able to track these these uh, carts and mitigate some of the risks and put systems in place for people to prevent this from happening in the future, or at least to the scale that it was. But a very interesting insight into the data after analysis of the project was because we could track um, when a cart started being used and when it ultimately returned to the, the cart corral is we started gaining insight as to how long the average shopping trip was for a specific user. Now, that might sound insignificant, but if you start considering what that store's income is, for instance, in an average operating day, and you know what the average round trip is from start to finish for an average shopper, you can start determining what the profitability is per shopper per minute for that matter um, from start to finish. And you look at that sort of um, analogy and you start applying it to big data across all the big chain stores, you can start to see how you can start pulling insights as to does store layout have an impact, the size of the store, where the corrals are in relation to the store, all these type of things starts coming to light and you can make better decisions as to get the profitability per shopping session up or at least identify where there is issues to be to be solved. And that is a classic example of indirect analysis or insights gained from a completely unrelated use case. I mean, you know what, what comes to mind for me 
on that front is the gas consumption or gas costs or gas price, whatever you want to call it, analogy that is very similar to this here is, you know, I'm sure all of us have figured out that if you go and, and gas up on Sunday, for example, Sunday night, the gas is the most expensive. And you, if you try and gas up on Thursday evening, it is the least expensive of the week. And all of us probably go, well, you know, what does that have to do? Like, why is this happening? And, and the truth is the oil and gas companies have figured it out that, you know, based on our consumer behavior, they change the price of gas. Mm. Now, what if, <laughs> what if we would use the same kind of information from cart usage, time spent in the store, what time of day, which day of the week, and then modify the price of items on the shelves based on time people shop. Can you imagine what that would do to these big chain stores and how they could impact their bottom line? All this from a simple application like t cart monitoring. Yep. And all this to prevent theft and loss. And the outcomes of this can just be, you know, uh, exponential. And that's exactly, that's exactly it. Like, I mean, we literally do not know what we don't know. And until we deploy these things in thousands of numbers and start looking at big data, it's it's a very fascinating picture as it unfolds currently. So, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm really excited. This is uh, a very passionate subject and um, something that I know both of us hold near and dear to our heart. And uh, and uh, we just, uh, just want to thank you. Thank you for listening. This, uh, this wraps it up for us today. Thank you for tuning in to the PropTech Revolution. And we will see you in a couple weeks for another episode with Johan and Simon. If you find our topics interesting and wish to discuss them with us privately, you can reach us at one eight five five proptech That's one eight five five P P-R-O-P-T-E-K.